Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, run like a wild man. I want you to struggle and I want you to wrestle with them angels. Where is from Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. The correct your near stadium time is 9.14 p.m. Central Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast harbored by the friendly folks at college at magnolia.com. Head over there for all your Auburn news. Good afternoon or evening, Orange and Truthers. It's I, Senecro2 on Twitter, coming to you live to tape. You can find me at Senecro on Venmo. The other side of me, via the magic of the internet, the rumor monger, Ryan S. Starrett, the S. Stands for start Robbie Ashford, he says. Oh, your word's not mine. No, no. I don't take, <laughs> I don't take sides on the great quarterback debate. The uh, other side yeah, of me. should definitely be starting. The other side of me giving you the full pain ASMR experience is the AU chief. Yo, man. Now, fellas, we, uh, yeah, we'd be remiss if we didn't start the show with Auburn soccer notes. So the first thing we're going to do is is get into that. Last week we had two games. Uh, one was a another draw against West Virginia. So Auburn now is I want to say at that point they had three straight, three straight uh, two zero zeros and that one one in Tallahassee, which is undefeated. Yep. But and uh, another ranked team. So yeah. So Auburn continues to move up the their own ranks actually as well with a draw against West Virginia. West Virginia took four shots, none on goal. Auburn's defense really, really good. And Auburn's attack in this game was also really good for not having any goals, 13 shots, seven of them on goal, just didn't get it back of the net. And then a win versus the troops, which I didn't realize this until after the facts that army's women's soccer team was honored on the field at Jordan Hare stadium during the men's football game? Of course, you got to respect the troops. I found that odd. I don't think I've known, I don't think I ever remember a uh, opponent team. Of another team, being, yeah. Yes, technically, a, they are an opponent. Yes, they do play for the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, but like, we were playing them in soccer the next day. It was odd. Yeah, it was... I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it during the game, but they the uh, Auburn soccer Twitter account posted about yeah, it. It was pretty early, like during the first quarter, I think. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. The only thing. Well, we'll get into that later. Did they announce it, or they just go? Or yeah, just no. It was one of those something? like, oh, it's a timeout. We're gonna bring one in the field. Do like a quick little PA announcement. Hey, everybody! Soccer. Give it yeah, up I for soccer. Look, I I hardly ever pay attention to those so thanks and war eagle <laughs> yeah uh, went on and uh, beat him the next day beat him one nil the next day craven got her a goal um, yeah. anna hannah um, continues to either goal score the goals or assist on the goals yeah i don't know if you saw the replay of it but it was just a nice little corner 
set up high to where your six-two uh, defensive player can just kind of head in. Um, but she's already bigger than most of her uh, opponents that we play. But especially against uh, Army, they were pretty small team, just like in men's football. So uh, didn't have much trouble with that one. Yeah, really dispatched the Army uh, pretty easily. Auburn's only allowed one goal all season, but not scoring a ton of goals outside of the one game in which they just scored all of the goals. Yeah, 9-0 against looking like Manchester City against Southern Miss. Um, and, yeah, next week they play a team I had not heard of until just this moment, UMass Lowell. I'm assuming that's in Lowell, Mass. It is. Yeah. Where in Massachusetts is Lowell? Do you have any idea? Boston area. Lowell, Mass. Let's see. I mean, pretty much everything in Massachusetts is Boston area. Right. It's like it's not a big, not a big state. The bad guy from like a Ben Affleck yeah. movie is probably from there. Uh, Went to school there. Pretty much on the New Hampshire line. While looking at the map right now. So playing those guys. Five bucks, Ryan, if you can tell me. Oh, never mind. You, you aren't looking. Chief, what's the mascot of UMass Lowell? Uh, a, a catamount. No way. I hope so. Ryan, what is it? You're, you got it in front of you? Uh, I'm trying to see for sure. It's some sort of bird. The Warhawks, maybe? Something like that? Sure. Some sort of bird. So Auburn takes on Let's some see. sort of bird. Uh, at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday. Those games are still free. Go to that. Um, they lost to Georgetown, UMass Lowell, the, the some sort of bird. They, uh, were, they are the, the River Hawks, actually. River Hawks. Oh. River Hawk. Um, and then yeah. Sunday. So let's say you go to the game, the football game, Saturday. It's a Saturday evening game. You get up early. You're heading back to Birmingham. Because you live in Birmingham, why not stop by Samford at 5 p.m. and watch Auburn play the Bulldogs, the Lady Bulldogs, at 5 o'clock p.m. Birmingham time? That should be an easy win, I think. I don't know. They um they lost West Virginia already this year in Auburn, and they yeah. had a draw against Army. There's a little little bit of round robin action with yeah. Army, West Virginia, and Auburn and Samford. Uh, Sanford, like I said, had that draw on uh, last Thursday with uh, Army, and they played them about as well as Auburn did, just on the wrong side of uh, a one-one and one loss. But uh, uh, not not an opponent to be taken lightly. I mean, Sanford's usually pretty proud of their uh, soccer programs. So. Our War Oogle James is on the podcast. He has his hand up. What's up? They should certainly not be taken lightly because that's who knocked us out of the NCAA tournament last year. Bingo. This is the case. He's right. He is right, fact boy. Now, the most important thing you guys got to know is that two games are left. Those are the two games that are left before SEC play starts, when things begin to count. Um, this is a this Auburn has a team they really are, should be proud of and – could make a run in conference, play, yeah. but that and that starts in a week. I'd like to see him uh, put a few more goals on the sheet in these two games. Uh, like I said, the defense has been awesome. Uh, Mad Brahaska and goal has been excellent, even with the uh, minimal amount of work she's had. 
I mean, it, it seems like most games it's you know two shots on goal, four shots on goal, something like that. But uh, yeah, a few more goals would be nice. Uh, we play a little more aggressive. Cool. You gotta put the ball in the back of the net. That's what. That's the name of the game. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you gotta put the ball in the back of the net. Speaking but of draws, did you see the? Did you see the uh, goal I sent you? Yes. Earlier today, the little yes. bicycle kick. Is God, that UC Irvine? It was one of the UCs. I can't remember who. Because the girl who she did not on, expect to have made that goal. No, but the girl on the assist has an unbelievable move. The Jackrabbits, right? The Jackrabbits. I think that's right. An unbelievable move to set up her assist. And I thought oh, that yeah. was what it was going to be about. Yeah, like, yeah that's a heck of a move. Long Beach State, by the way. Kick. Long oh, the Snoop Dogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The six fours. And, yeah, if you haven't seen that, we're describing a, a Instagram video to you. So just, I don't know, be aware of the Internet. And it'll. I saw it twice today on Twitter, so it, it's around. I think SportsCenter even. Yeah. Sports Center, which has decided on Instagram that it doesn't care at all about whether or not it's sports. <laughs> I, I don't know when they made that production decision, but it's like, no, we'll just post a hot dog, a kid about, making a good hot dog. About the time they started posting a lot of WWE content. Maybe. Like, it's, it is wild. The Sports Center Instagram account is Next like thing you know, they're gonna 25% be putting- sports. Next thing you know, they're going to be putting uh, guiding light recaps on their uh, Instagram I mean, it's, page. I'm looking at it right now. This is the content that people pay for. It, on the Sports Center Instagram account, I'm looking. We got a guy getting a haircut. That's a pin tweet. Uh, here is it's the fourth one right now on the Instagram account. By the way, it's the clip we're talking about. This is a a picture of a guy. Getting all of his old fantasy football draft boards out of a closet. Again, that is sports adjacent at best. Hmm. Sports entertainment um, is how they uh, they phrase it, Crow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, watching the looking at this, I'm like this. These are not highlights. Picture of LeBron James's son in Ohio State uniform because he had a an unofficial visit to Ohio State last weekend. Um, just go ahead and commit, Bronny. Like we, what are we doing? All right, you guys ready to keep going? Let's talk about American college football. Yeah, we're talking about sports adjacent things, so we can go ahead and get into that. Oh, we didn't Wait, wanna, I want to uh, do that. I want to talk a little about Liverpool Everton. Oh yeah, that was an unbelievable game. Yeah, this weekend it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. I mean, almost a win. I think had had the penalty been given. Had Everton gone up one nil and won that game, mm. I don't know if Chief would be on this pod right now. Oh, my, my brain would have exploded. I, I went crazy. Both my kids were screaming with me, which is it, usually they look they look at me horrified if I if I go crazy, but uh, they were both like ah, ah back at me, uh, and um, <clears throat> that goal probably should have stood. Um, it should have stood. Uh, it came off of uh, Milner. And um, oh, I thought there was also a PK that should have been given. Uh, not in not in that game. Okay. There was a uh, red card that should have been given out to Virgil. To Verge. Okay. I mean, it was what resulted in a PK. No, a free kick in a decent position, but not a not a uh, uh, and a man advantage. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, the goal should have stood, um, uh, even on one of the, uh, you know, commentary shows that many commentary shows they have on the, one of the channels in, uh, in Britain, they had a, their head ref guy or whatever, whatever ref former referee they had on. And he was trying to explain why it, 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 well, even if it hit his foot, you have to make the rule is you have to make be making a play on the ball, and right? The, and the guy on the commentary was like, "So yes," and he blocked the ball. So what would you call that? Well, it's not a play on the ball. <laughs> yes, but he attempted to play it to block it. <laughs> it was just like the entire commentary team ended up just laughing at the guy because it was a stupid reason for it not to to have stood. Um, yeah, so, so the targeting was taken off. Is that what I mean? Um, uh, no, uh, the targeting stood. Okay. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke In Monday this was ejected from the yeah, game. Smoke Monday was ejected from the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> former, uh, uh, former Liverpool player would have scored the winner against Liverpool. Uh, but, and, but VAR VAR Liverpool yeah. struck again. Yeah. And speaking of VAR, had a bad weekend. Tough, tough but, weekend. Good Not weekend for Auburn's VAR. Yeah. yeah. No, well, there we go. <laughs> Auburn's VAR had an unbelievable weekend um, with a couple hundred, they had 100 yards of receiving. Definitely mm-hmm. uh, trying to make his quarterbacks look good. Yeah. Everybody hit a deep ball. Everybody hit a deep ball to VAR. I hit a deep ball to VAR. Hit 117 yards, I'm being told. And we're talking. Yeah. Four catches, 117 yards. Had one deep ball from each of them. Yeah. It was great. We, I saw the ball get thrown dozens of yards in the air and then caught by a running receiver on the other end. And I didn't know really what to do with my hands at that point. It hadn't happened um, in so long in my life. I'm trying to think, was was any receiver overthrown in this game? I mean, there were some misses for sure. No. I, I can't think of any deep balls that were, you know, just 10 yards past the receiver. Yeah, it was a no. pleasant little surprise. These guys aren't that fast. You usually need to be like the fastest receiver maybe in the world um, yeah. to get one overthrown. It's counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> it was 35-7 before the rain. Really, Auburn lost to the rain. Um, yeah, you wrote in the show notes it kind of felt like a weird scrimmage. It felt super weird. Yeah, it was, it was odd, I think. The the best thing that happened all night was that uh, the Auburn marching band played "Seek and Destroy" from the album "Kill 'Em All" by uh, Metallica, uh, which was pretty great. And then was that part of the of this halftime show? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a great oh, halftime nice. show. It was the uh, highlighting the Auburn school of exploding dogs. Um, they had the bomb dogs out there uh, hunting for Albie in the middle of the half gate or halftime show. Well, he was kind of hiding. Did Albie have a bomb? Uh, I was too, had the scent, I guess. Okay. I I was too busy uh, uh, singing "Seek and Destroy." Guy. I didn't even uh, I didn't even realize there was a, a further subtext to. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That. I hope that I hope they, they do that. Played, all uh, before the, the first song they played in the halftime show was "Black Dog." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was, was fun one. They, uh, they, they did the shape of the dog, and then the, the dog sat. It was a pretty good halftime show. I was happy with it. And then they played they played Tron with the. Overture after after that. Yeah, so, they're highlighting the uh, cybersecurity with that. So I think the theme, Crow, if you didn't get the context, is that each halftime show they're going to highlight different programs. You know, 
at all at the university. Um, You're telling me that's the last time I'm going to get to hear Seek and Destroy? That was a great I hope not. I, I hope we get to see uh, all the good boys searching out for Albie in halftime every game. I hope next week is the journalism school. <laughs> or the College of Liberal Arts. Just the College of Liberal Arts is highlighted next week. Just because they, I mean, they, they call me enough. We might as well get some recognition. They, they need to play the uh, Auburn Observer theme song. Uh, we're going to highlight that. Guys, I can't say it enough, but the game felt weird mainly because Mercer looked like they were wearing uniforms from a Dick Sporting Goods commercial. <laughs> I don't. Well, the entire game, Adidas makes good stuff. They don't give it to Mercer, it turns out. I'm sure Mercer that was, looked yeah, like they I will were say Mercer baseball hands. stuff is awesome. They're, I'm sure that's much, much more noticeable on TV than it was from where Dude, we were sitting. Everything looked like it fit weird. Um, yeah, it, the first thought I had was this: they look like they're in a commercial, or like it reminded me of the uniforms from the movie The Water Boy. Like it just kind of like these don't. This isn't like a professional uniform. This looks like this was just dis- dis- found. Um, and it really took away from the experience because the whole time I was thinking, like, man, I'm here out here thinking Adidas can do a good job at this. But I don't know anymore. And then Mercer's coach, Coach Chronic, 2001, standing over there wearing a shirt like it came out in 2001 with the one sleeve that was a different color than the rest of the shirt. Notice that in the Georgia Tech guys last night as well. What are we doing? That must be an Adidas thing this year then, huh? Tech's uniforms look great last night. I can't compare Tech and Navy. In comparison to what I've watched Mercer trot out there wearing, my gosh, those poor kids. Just legitimately look like they got they got, they got from the set of like Friday Night Lights or uh, <laughs> any given Sunday. Just got handed handed the old uniforms. It was bad. Uh, what wasn't bad was their little quarterback. I liked him a ton. I thought he was a good player. Yeah, old Fred Payton. Uh, he 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 looked great. I mean, they clearly had a game plan to stay away from Auburn's pass rush, get the ball out quick, roll them around. Um, you know, they we heard all you know leading into the game that they beat up on Morehead State with explosive plays, and uh, that didn't really happen here. I mean, they, no. the one touchdown they scored early was on a short field after an interception. Um, just didn't have time to set up any of the big plays, but to their credit, they you know hit some intermediate stuff. Um, you know, took what we gave them, which wasn't a lot. Um, but yeah, didn't really make any mistakes. They look like they'll be a decent FCS team this year. Um, I wish we them. got Morehead State. I'd love to see that team. <laughs> Let's see our, our offense play against them. Yeah, if we did some transitive property work, that'd be around what like 90 something point win. Yeah. Mercer, uh, it, it could have gotten worse um, for Mercer. They had four fumbles. I think two of them were on snaps that just weren't handled well, but they recovered all four of them. Um, so I know like a lot of the advanced numbers had projected scoring margins a lot higher than the actual final score just because of the turnover luck for Mercer. Um, but yeah, uh, they didn't turn. They didn't have any turnovers. Only took the one sack. Um, they just didn't do a ton, but didn't risk a ton either. All right. 
Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I don't think they were as bad as Akron was last year. Definitely not. They're a lot better than Alabama State too. Yeah, I know they were pretty okay little team. Yep. Um, now this maybe. rain delay, everyone kept talking about the 09 West Virginia game, but that is that's yeah. 2019 Southern Miss erasure, if you ask me. Yep, I I, I think that's that's a a better uh, better comparison because West Virginia was the you know beginning of the game like that. Right. It, jumped off before everything had started. That Southern Miss game was delayed for about the same amount of time, I think. It was late for two hours. Okay. Because it was, was similarly that was the, sloppy and just not really a great game. Yeah, it, it was that in was the middle, my, my middle of the first game. Too, though. That was my wife's first game and only game was that yeah. Southern Miss game. We left in the middle of the rain delay. I'm trying to think of some of the other more recent rain games. There was obviously the Arkansas game 2014. Uh, that opened the SEC network. That was like a halftime um, brain delay. And then there was the Samford game a few years ago. And that one was more of just all day messy. That that was about as hard as I've seen it rain uh, in Jordan Hare well, with them still trying to play through it. Um, that Samford game. But yeah, I think the Southern Miss game is probably the best count there. This one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right. And and also some of that said in this game, it got really weird afterwards. Yeah. Uh, we got a, we got a, or, or Oogle has his hand up. Southern Miss rain delay was three hours. I knew it was <laughs> long. Because so we ended up even longer. That was one of the, uh, that's, that was one of the only games uh, I left early ever. Uh, yeah. Was that I, one. I actually yeah. ended up doing the same thing for for both games, I sat through the delay for a while and then finally yeah. gave up and then they yeah. started again. That, I, that, that makes sense being three hours because I actually sat through an entire Catholic mass and wedding during the rain delay <laughs> and it picked back up during the reception. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, We left that game, that's what I missed game, and ran to the Chick-fil-A that R.I.P. the Chick Fil A Magnolia. No, 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 and, no R.I.P. I mean, it's still there, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's part of a part of a new uh, apartment yeah, complex it's, now. Right. It's actually can way nicer health code. <laughs> anyway, yeah, part of all BDI happened over there. Um, yeah, and we sat and waited it out with nuggets, and nice. I still have shoes that are ruined from that from that day. Should probably throw them away. They're Ruin. No, they're vans. They still, they, I just keep wearing them. 
I uh, went back to the tailgate, but uh, my friend had brought his then girlfriend, not, or they may have, may have been, she may have already been his fiance at the time, but she's a Southern Miss grad there. And so that was a real, real dicey one for him because it got, uh, got kind of dicey. For comfort. Yeah. yeah. We, we were watching back at the, the tailgate. So, unlike that game, this game never got too close for comfort. No, so no. Even, even the the mishaps on offense were not enough to make it even feel. Yeah, like Auburn that. scored on the first three drives, if I remember correctly, and just kind of put any uh, thought of an upset out of mind. Um, you know, that did a great job running the ball with Tank and uh, Jerquiz. Five touchdowns between the two of them on just twenty four carries. Um, you know, Tank probably should have had two hundred yards if it wasn't for a penalty that that pulled a about a fifty yard run back. Um, I was a little concerned with the offensive line not getting a ton of push up the middle uh, in a lot of these carries. And it was definitely for Tank, it was uh, I'm better than you and more athletic than anybody in the field and just kind of making guys miss in open space. May not bode well for uh, SEC opponents, but you know, good to see him look confident and decisive on some of those cuts that he uh, danced around last year. So, Yeah. He had one of the best runs. That his the touchdown he had at the end of the rain delay is one of the better runs I've seen an Auburn running back make in a long time. One of the best cuts. The, the cut he made, his second cut was as good as, in my opinion, my favorite cut an Auburn running back has made since 2004. May have been the Cameron Artist Payne cut at the goal line in the 2013 SEC championship game, in which I. I'd never seen anything like that before. But he this cut tank made was as good as that. Yep. I think he I think really he cemented himself in my brain. I was like, okay, he's back. Like we we don't have to worry about tank this year. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. uh he's on a little bit of a mission to prove that uh he's better than he showed last year and uh, it's contract gonna, season, baby. Yep, it's gonna just improve his draft stock this year. Um if he can keep going for what, like nine yards carry, like he did against Mercer, I'll, uh, we'll all be pretty happy. If he does that, I, you know what, I'll say right now, I guarantee he wins the Heisman if he averages <laughs> nine yards a carry. <laughs> I would say if he gets 112 yards a game, or just 100 yards a game, 140. If he gets 100, there it is, 147 yards and two touchdowns a game. I guarantee you, Tank Bixby wins the Heisman Trophy. Because that would be that would be twenty four touchdowns on the year. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's on, he's on pace for almost two thousand yards. That's going great. <laughs> All right. So uh, how do you, how did you feel about the quarterbacks? I mean, we joked about it a little bit already, but I mean, there was there was legitimately highs and lows for both of them. So yeah, let's talk about it a little Hi, bit. TJ. Came out the gate and was amazing. Like legitimately, I I would have not ever dreamed that he starts the game. What was the eight for nine? Yeah, there was an incompletion on the first pass and then hit his next eight. Eight for nine with a touchdown? That's unbelievable. Wasn't being asked to do too much, but um, I mean, you wouldn't really want to. Like, what are we going to do against Mercer? It's not like we're going to. Yeah, it's not like he was. It's not like he was hitting screens and you know just little short slants. I mean, he was right. pushing the ball downfield a little bit. Uh, and he shows. I mean, his arm is strong. Right. 
He shows a lot of zip when he when he pushes it. When he's able to step into a throw, it's getting where it's going in a hurry. Um, Which makes that uh, the the second interception all the more it's baffling. So it's baffling. It really is. Like wait, it's that, almost dude. like he. It's almost. I, I almost want to think he saw the guy halfway through his release. Yeah, and tried to and stop kind throwing of, it. Kind of short arm because <laughs> like. Because it, it really is like he didn't underthrow a single ball all night until that one. It's the only underthrown ball he had. And and really, it wasn't a bad decision to throw that ball if he had thrown it a full two seconds earlier, which he had. I mean, he could have done. He wasn't under pressure. Uh, I can't remember who the receiver was down there. Uh, it it might have been Cameron Brown. Um, but he, he was open until the – other safety closed just because it was it was too late yeah um but yeah it it was weird off his back foot no zip on it and just kind of it was a definition of an arm punt i mean uh, yeah i don't i think it was interesting that harson after the game was like no he's still the starter and i think we talked about this last year one of the things that i actually do like about harson is that he doesn't he doesn't have any sentimentality towards these kids <laughs> in yeah. terms of, oh, yeah. he's the starter. I better keep him in the game. No, he's going to pull you and put somebody out. Like, and I'll say I appreciated that he wasn't uh, – he, he was pretty candid in the postgame about what he saw, what he liked, what he didn't like. And he wasn't, he wasn't throwing these guys under the bus like uh, certain other SEC coaches this week. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he, he talked about both the interceptions Finley had and it was – yeah, one of them was just a poor decision. One of them was poor mechanics. Um, but, you know, still praised him for the way he started the game. Um, and then similarly with Ashford, talking talk him up on what he did with his feet, um, with the deep ball, and then still said he had some work to do. So it was you, – you wouldn't have gotten any of that from, like, Gus, for example. Yeah, it's true. We just told you both of them were standing right. around. They, they look good. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to see both quarterbacks play this week. I think we'll see both quarterbacks, at least two quarterbacks, play every game this season. Right. I think it. there's not really much that can happen next week, you know, short of injury or just the complete wheels falling off. Um, that would change this the depth chart going into Penn State, right? Um I think TJ's still going to start uh, next weekend against Penn State. You're still going to see Ashford. I, I did think it was interesting that Ashford, it wasn't a starter and a backup quarterback. It, it was a two-quarterback system for most of the game. They brought Ashford in on like the third play maybe. Uh, yeah, I think ran a little bit. The third uh, but, play. It was, but it was pretty clear that he, the fourth play, uh, but pretty clear that he wasn't like coming in for a series or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a true competition. It was a plan for both of them to play. Um, so I think we'll see that against Penn State. And, you know, there'll be a tougher defense, a lot tougher opponent. If there's if there's separation at that point, maybe you make a decision on changing the roles up a little bit. But um, I don't know. It's you know, the old saying is if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But see how long you make this work. Yeah, I mean, I'm I write it as long as you have to. I I do think that we're going to do this until we that third game and whoever 
if one of them looks better in the third game, I think that guy is the starter. Um, but I'm but, not convinced that they don't keep playing both of them. Like, right. Even if Robbie well, leads a game-winning drive at the end of the Penn State game, unless TJ's awful, you, maybe you start Robbie, but you might still play them both. I'm not really sure. So I don't see the utility of TJ if you if Robbie is your starter. You don't. You're not bringing TJ in to run the ball or sure. change change of pace. Um, I just i I think if TJ's the starter, Robbie still gets to play. If Robbie's the starter, TJ's probably not going to be coming in. Like we didn't see it's. Did TJ come back on at all in the second half? No, after the delay, he, his yeah. last throw, his last play was the interception. Uh, yeah. And then that was pretty much leading. So, yeah, I, I think that kind of, that that's kind of where I'm going with that is if if Robbie is the guy that's in, then Robbie's the guy that's in. And you're not going to see TJ. But if TJ's in, then you bring Robbie in to do different things, the things that he can do that TJ can't. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that Harson was the OC for that those horrible Texas offenses that had three, if not four, quarterbacks at times. Um, I think the 2011 or 11 or 12, one of them used four quarterbacks, and each one of those, you know, made bowl games and whatever. And those quarterbacks were terrible. Like some of those guys were like on the team because their older brother was on the team a couple of years earlier. Like Case McCoy was the starting quarterback for a number of games because Colt McCoy was his brother. And his best receiver was Jackson Shipley because George Shipley was his older brother. Like it was that kind of team. And Harson made it work. They threw a lot of touchdowns. They threw, I want to say they had two different receivers throw a total of four touchdowns that year. I mean, they, they just had to get the ball in different ways and make things work. And it was him just being creative. And I think you saw a little bit of that on Saturday. I think it was nine different guys carried the ball. There's nine different rushes. Um, I don't know if it was, I think it was theirs. Well, let's see. Yeah. Tank Bigsby was 16 carries. Jarquez Hunter was eight. Robbie with six. Demario Elston with four. Barr with two. TJ Finley with two. Coy Moore with one. Dawson and Malcolm Johnson Jr. each had one. Yeah, nine yeah. dudes. Nine dudes carried the ball. That's a lot. Like yeah. I know, and if you take away like TJ, whose carries weren't design, design runs, runs, yeah, um, that's so still I, eight guys. And I think that's that's just a that's a creative mentality. It's a mentality of I don't have sentimentality of I've got to make sure I give so and so X carries. Well, it's well, and we, we saw get the ball across. Arguably, the most creative play an Auburn offense has run in. What eight years? Since like well, they didn't involve punter lining up at receiver. Sure, sure. I'm just a truly offensive play with uh, Robbie lining up in the slot, TJ taking the snap, and then it, it was a true handoff. That I don't think there was a read there or anything. Um, but then you know Robbie coming around and then running the option. Uh, I I didn't fully process what that play was while I was watching it, and you know. I knew it was a weird option thing with the receiver, but I didn't realize it was, I guess, a two-quarterback thing immediately. Um, they but, yeah, teased the formation. They teased the formation earlier and didn't want to play out of it. And I think it was like at the end of the first quarter or something. Hmm. I might be wrong on this. In which Robbie and TJ were on the field at the same time. 
And then, and I remember saying something in the slot, like, I think they just teased a two quarterback on the field at the same time formation. And then they ran that. And I want to, I want to know, I want to think that that's just them putting that on film. They're like, yeah, we're going to do this this year. We're running two quarterbacks. Something you've got to be aware of. It's, I'm sure there are probably two or three more plays out of that package that they're going to try and get a look for. You know, maybe one of them's a pass. Maybe one of them is just a, a dive for TJ Finley. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that gets leveraged again. And uh, we'll look back at the, the Mercer game for where that came from. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm interested to see how that evolves. Um, yeah. And this year, or this year, this week, we go back home to the friendly confines of Jordan Hare Stadium and take on the San Jose Spartans of San Jose, California. They make the long drive or flight, I'm assuming, over to get beat. That's a, that is a lot of time and a lot of miles on Delta to, mm. uh, to walk head home with a loss. Do we want to play a little uh, Does Crow No Over Under? I enjoyed Always. that last week, so uh, let's, let's run it back a little bit. Uh, all right. What year did San Jose State play their first football game over under 1905, the under being before 1905 and the over being after? The over being after? Right. Uh, over. Chief, you want to weigh in here? Um, so is Chief, is Chief saying yes or no? Like, yes, Crow knows, uh, no, Crow doesn't know. I don't know. It gets a little complicated, but... Um. I, I I think it's the over as well. Yeah, so for context, Auburn played their first game in 1892, and San Jose State University played their first game in 1893. Whoa! It's one year later. And I didn't even know that the railroad had gotten there yet. <laughs> wow. How'd they even hear about it? Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 took place in 1899, so this was six years before that. Interesting. I want to know... <laughs> I want to know. Arthur was, Morgan could have been uh, a fullback on the San Jose State team. Was this just a bunch of like old prospectors playing? <laughs> I'm, well, what I'm assuming is, uh, California was back then. Yeah, this is Northern California, right? So this the is Bay Area. The yeah. Bay Area. It's the South Bay, right? Um, so um, I don't know. Were the Sharks there yet? It's a good uh, question. I don't think the Sharks were there until the nineties. Yeah, yeah. The 1990s. 1990s. Uh, yes. Because they, they were they were an expansion team, I believe, weren't they? And they were part of that teal movement where every yeah. kid, oh, yeah. every team, no matter team. what, every kid had a, a hat of one of the teal teams. And I don't really, I mean, I had a Hornets hat and a well, Sharks it, hat. And the Ducks, instead of being their green and yellow, remember, had that teal instead. Teal and purple. Because that was just like the colors. I'm getting word that the Sharks were created in 1991. Yep. They were an expansion team, so there we go. I know my NHL. <laughs> I think we need to bring Teal back. Maybe Auburn can have a Teal day <laughs> for, for basketball. Yeah. Ryan right. doesn't remember the Charlotte Bobcats, much less the – Yeah, right. I, I think I had a pencil from the dentist that was a Charlotte Bobcats pencil. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Pencil from the question number two. How many first round draft picks has San Jose State had over under three and a half? Now, did they have the punter that may have uh, 
No, that was San Diego okay. State. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, uh, yeah, so remember last week we talked about Mercer and how many draft picks they had ever had, and it was uh, zero uh, ever. Um, so, yeah, San Jose State, you know, at least an FBS program and been around a little longer. Maybe they've had some more. I'll tell you, they have say, had a lot of draft picks. Uh, I'm taking talking about first rounders here. I'm taking the oh, this is first rounders, just first rounders. They, they've I'm had, going under. Uh, um, first rounders, three and a half. Yikes. Uh, now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take the under at three. And y'all are struggling right now. It is over with six. Whoa. Yeah, uh, it's, been a while. it's been a while. I don't know any of <coughs> been them. been a while. I know. It should have made sense because they have been around for forever. Yeah. So. so six first-round draft picks, uh, one in each year between 75 and 77, and then again from 81 to 83. Dominant. The dominant Spartans of San Diego. Yeah, had a, had a nice little, uh, little run there in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, all right, guys. How many times have Auburn and San Jose State played over under one and a half? Well, I think I remember them playing. Over. So I'm going to say She's over. She's pretty two. confidently over. Yeah, I think, I think this is our third time playing them. It is our third time playing them. Yep. Um, Auburn actually played back-to-back years in 2014 and 15. Yep, yep. I remember that. All right, and speaking of those two games, how many points has San Jose State scored against Auburn all time? Remember <sighs> last week we said Mercer had scored just 21 points over 12 games. I'm going to set the over/under at 31 and a half. In the two was games. San Jose State that game we almost lost in 15? I believe that would be the Jacksonville State game. That was Jacksonville State. Uh, I'm taking the. We almost lost a lot of games, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh that was that game. Um, okay. I'm going to say they've scored over that. Hey. Do, do we want to do a uh, phone a friend here if you want to you know, call one nah, James Jones nah, on the pod? Nah, 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 nah. Uh, he can no. he can give us the answer after after we. It's over. It's over thirty one, and I'm confident <sighs> that we almost lost to him in twenty fifteen. Chief, what are you going with? I'm taking the under. Do you know the answer here, bud? It's over. Do you know the exact number? I, I think you probably do. I. I cheated. I looked it up. Ah, okay. I yes. remember none of the 2015 game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember it at all. 34 points. Auburn uh, won the 14 matchup, 59 to 13, and the 15 matchup, 35 21. I, See, I was I was leaning over. Two score game. Um, just because I knew that none of those Gus Malzahn teams ever shut anybody out or held anybody under. But listen, okay. 35-21. If we come back here next week and we've beaten San Jose State 35-21, sky is falling. <laughs> we'll be on here going, all right, too close for comfort. Yeah, it, with five and a half minutes to go in the game, it was a seven-point game. Yeah, I remember being like, "What? what is happening? We're going to lose San Jose State. Oh, and then we turned around and almost lost it. Jacksonville State. Actually, it was San Jose What's State the, what, later in the year. This was later. It was the, it was the first weekend in October. This was yeah. after we lost to Mississippi State. So let's make this a little more fun. I didn't have this one planned. Uh, looking at the stats for this game, Peyton Barber, pretty good day. Uh, 28 carries for 147 yards and five touchdowns. Sheesh. But through the air, uh, we had Sean White uh, run the offense. White Sean. He, uh, 
on completing six of a six of ten attempts. How many yards did he have? Over under one hundred and twenty-five. Oh, under, because that dude was was captain checked out. <laughs> he did uh, he did some pretty sick nine uh, sixties in the half pipe though. <laughs> he did. What if I give you over under like eighty yards? I still think under. It wouldn't shock me if you told me he had 80, 80 yards. Seven, 80 yards. yards. I'll give you 80 yards over under. Under. He had 108. Six of 10 oh, for 108 okay. yards. Look, <laughs> 10.8 yards per attempt. Uh, no picks. You know, managing the offense. Yeah, really. This is, yeah, it was um, not our best game. So you should be a person who worked for this website who tried to make this case that Sean White should start over Jared Sinem. A little spicy Sean White. How yeah. did. How did uh, how did Gus survive 2015? Because we we were in the national title game, game less yeah, two years prior. prior. Yeah. And 2014 was kind of fun, even though it was a, it was a disappointment. Yeah, but we lost some some, some games just solely placed right on the coach's staff shoulders that year too. I mean, 2014 uh, Iron Bowl is the most important loss in Auburn history, I think, because I think that I think Saban would have retired. If the Mississippi lose 13 and 14. The Mississippi State game is it, it was awful. Like I'm being told, we have the number one S and P plus offense in the country in 2014. You can't fire that guy. Well, yeah, but what was it in 2015? Because because 2015 it was. Oh, we were a great team. They were really good defense, and it was just solely all the blame put on Jeremy Johnson, really. Right. Jeremy Johnson died for everybody since 2015. 2015 was rough. Anyway. Last question. I'd have been more excited about a season maybe in 2015. We were going to wear orange cleats. We had Jeremy (laughs) Johnson. It was going to be great. The the Georgia safety who had tipped the ball to us in 2013 had transferred in. Carl Lawson was healthy, and then he wasn't. Yeah, that uh, Louisville game was a lot of hope. Yeah. Over under uh, 0.5 wins versus SEC teams all time for your San Jose State Spartans. Half a win? Just tell me if they've had one. No. Wait, all yeah. time? Yes. All time. have been playing for one. 100 years? Yes, they've had one win. Let me, uh, let me give you a little more detail before we lock in the answers. Shawani they have count? played... Two, four, five, six, seven games versus the SEC all time. Two of them are losses to Auburn. Okay. This will be number eight. They played Vanderbilt. Let's see. They have not played Vanderbilt. Oh, man. That makes no, no easy one there. Did they beat Tulane? No. Currently, these are current SEC teams. Oh, drag. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you there. Now I'm saying no. Alabama. 0 and 2 versus Auburn. Now I don't. No, I don't so think that's four games. Have, um, no, they have. Uh, they have. Oh, you know what? No, I remember this game. Yes, they they have one. They have one. Okay, you're gonna lock in with with over. I'm Chief, locking in. Chief, what about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One you, for a bonus point. I'm sure they beat. Um, you're, you're correct. It's over. It was Missouri, wasn't it? Chief. Uh, well, um, this game was a lot more recent than you're uh, gonna remember. Mississippi State. Arkansas. Oh. 2019 Arkansas. Why did I think it was Missouri? Beat the, beat the Hogs. Yes. But I had it. The Hogs 31-24 in 2019. 
against uh, old friend Chad Morris. And uh, this was a game that Arkansas fought tooth and nail just to get back in. They were down 24-7 oh, at one yeah. point, tied it up, and then San Jose State just walked right down and punched it in for the win with a minute to go. Yeah, Let's not repeat that one, huh? No. <laughs> they got Hawaii's old quarterback, though. Yeah, that's all I've got in the over-under, so we can actually talk about the they got ha- They got Hawaii's old quarterback, which is tough because as a, as a low-key casual Hawaii Rainbow Warrior fan, it's tough to root against former former heroes like Chevin Cordero. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, uh, I really... Hmm. If we, I'm, I'm with Crow. If we if we struggle with these guys like that uh, 2015 yeah. team did, then uh, then it's probably just a just go ahead and hang it up. What's the Vegas? What's the line on this game? Um, I actually I want to say it's like 32 ish or so. Act like you don't know. His mom listens. He doesn't want her to know. He knows. <laughs> My accountant does listen. You're right. I actually don't know yet. I don't look until Tuesday. Um, tell you what, I actually, I, I did actually look. Today is so Tuesday. It's not yeah, your day behind. Tuesday. It's different. <laughs> uh, Tomorrow is Labor Day. Tuesday. This is this is this is Labor Day Monday. Right? Don't throw me off. I'll be I'll be watch, trying to watch the game on Sunday. <laughs> Twenty three. 23. All right. I had the numbers backwards. Oh, okay. Lower than I was. Because against Mercer, it was, I think Mercer was 30 and a half. So, yeah, that makes sense. 2023. Boy. A $24 bet on your Auburn Tigers will win you one, to win, will win you $1. Oh. Might be worth it. (laughs) Yeah. That seems (laughs) like a good If you bet $96, you win four. So the payout's 100. It's a how, good how, use of $96. How much, how much of that is you got to pay back in tax after uh, for your winning? Got to do this offshore, too. Come on, now. <laughs> it's no, so you, low that it wouldn't matter anyway. Uh, you win so this, $4 and then immediately go to McDonald's and get <laughs> breakfast. It's gone. So the San Jose team, it was 1-0. and They won their first game. Um, but they play. They really, they really should not have. They, Portland they State. Beat Portland State, twenty-one seventeen on a team uh, that has beaten State. Mike Leach. A team that has beaten Mike Leach. Uh, sure, um, they were outgained by over a hundred yards in this game. Um, sacked seven times. They they only carried the ball for two point seven yards a carry with their running backs. Um, Auburn's defensive line should should feast in this one where they uh, couldn't quite get home. Against uh, the Mercer quarterback, they they should this time. Um, they're 106th in SP plus, 103rd in Sagarin, uh, and I think 125th in offensive SP plus. Just didn't have much going for them in week one. Um, I think their win expectancy in that game was like 43 percent, or it was definitely less than 50. They they should not have won that game. Wow. Uh, Portland State beat Mike Leach when he was at Washington State. It's been a little while now. But still, I just want everybody to remember that there are still Auburn fans who are like, man, we should have had Mike Leach. And by Auburn, I mean, there are still idiots who think that that would have been the hire to make. And guys, that is a guy who lost to Portland State. (laughs) 
and would have lost to some, like every year. I feel like he loses to somebody like that. Yeah, he'll he'll lose a bad one. This year he might lose to LSU. <laughs> he also lost to Eastern Washington. I'm being told. Yeah, he uh, he he'll lose to somebody like that and then beat somebody that he has no business beating. That's the that's the yeah hot and cold of Mike Leach. But he again. says funny things at press conferences. He likes pirates and likes pirates and tweets unhinged political things, and yet and everyone just likes him. Yeah, I think Auburn's going to win. We haven't told people the correct the thing they they came to the podcast list to. Yeah, when's this game uh, kick off? It kicks off at six thirty. Okay, I was going to say over oh. under five o'clock, but you know. oh, well, I know the answer to this. It's six thirty p.m. <laughs> now, Ryan, do you know what network? I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say SEC Network. That is correct. It's going to be on the SEC Network, but All I right. think, but I think it's going to be. I thought it might be primetime ABC, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirk Herbstreit's coming into this game. Um, it's going to be on ESPN Plus as well, I believe. So I think it's one of those, similar to last last week's game, where if you have ESPN Plus, don't worry about it. Don't worry about getting cable for this week. It's on ESPN U. Oh, ESPN wow. Miami, I think is what he was saying. Miami U. Um, Which yeah. is a network that I forget exists. Every year until college football season comes around. The only good uh, ESPN network no longer exists. Classic. Classic? The only good one. Yeah, man. That's where, Tickets uh, for this game are available still for the low price of seven United States dollars. So if you would like to go to the Auburn San Jose State game on Vivid Seats, you may get a ticket for seven. Uh, let, me, let me let you save your money. You can probably find some people giving them away outside the stadium this time around. I actually know somebody on the uh, on the College Mag Network who has a few. So yeah, reach out. Tell you what, let's make a deal with the listeners. If you go and leave us a five star review, yeah, we, uh, we might screenshot uh, accept, it. We might accept a bribe uh, to make a little deal. Yeah, Tickets. we'll find. We'll help you find a ticket or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. And we'll invite you to the tailgate. And yeah, and maybe a parking parking pass. Who knows. <laughs> Wow, we got to email us and let us begging know. for that five star review. <laughs> like and subscribe. Did we five get any reviews? reviews. I don't know. Did I haven't checked. Did. All right, you guys. Anything else we want to talk about besides Ed Orgeron uh, going on going on the on wax and saying that he is fine never coaching again because he got paid seventeen million dollars to not coach by LSU, his dream job. That's my dream job too. Bro, I'm telling you, he. he everybody's like, oh, I, can't I can't believe he didn't say that. Uh, I mean, he's clearly not as successful as uh, one Gus Malzahn, though. Got that, got that $20 million check. And then just true. keeps getting checks from Disneyland Man. space program. Crazy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't uh I don't really have much else to talk about. Uh, did we? Did we get any? Has there been any basketball news this week? Do we know? I, have, I haven't seen much. Uh, former, former. I think Auburn we may have groups. a schedule coming out soon. Um, yeah. Typically, SEC schedule drops like first two weeks of September or so, and we're about done with the first one. So yeah. keep an eye out. Yeah. Former Auburn recruit Scoot Henderson is playing an exhibition yeah. match against 
Victor Wambayama, presumptive number one overall pick in the next year's draft. Um, I, I don't, I couldn't make out if this game is going to be taking place outside of Las Vegas or outside in Las Vegas. <laughs> so stay tuned. They might be yeah. playing outside. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, outside of Las Vegas seems equally implausible. Where in the desert? Like, there's not a basketball gym outside of Las Vegas. We know. Hey, can we go? Can we go back to this week's game? I don't think we mentioned this guy, Eku Leota. Okay, cool. This past uh, week's game or the upcoming game? Yeah, yeah, the past week's game. He had a just incredible game. Great game. Shout out to Eku Leota. I mean, uh, I think Cam Riley was really the, the MVP. Yeah, he was he was the star, but, uh, but 15 tackles. Yeah, well, for sure, we didn't mention him either. But anytime you can break your career numbers in one game, it's usually a pretty good night. Oh yeah, four, he's four a tackles going into the night and fifteen uh, on Saturday. Of all the guys on the team, he's the one on track to win the Heisman currently. Yeah, if he gets fifteen tackles a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, People no, think I he's thought, Junior Seau. Yeah, right. Uh, Ryan Junior Seau was a American football linebacker. Played for rest in, rest in San peace. Diego Chargers. Rest in peace. That's all you need to know. He went number fifty-five. He went to Southern Cal. He was awesome. Yeah, he was pretty incredible. Uh, you have no idea who Junior Seau is? I do. I'm multitasking at the moment. Oh, okay. I had two jerseys that were non-Cowboys as a kid. One was Junior Seau, and the other was Mike Allstott. Didn't the Cowboys beat Junior in a Super Bowl? Uh, no, we never played the Chargers. Uh, okay, okay. He was in a... <laughs> he got beat by Brett Favre. In the oh, that's, that's right. No. no? Favre, Favre beat the Pats? Favre beat the Patriots, lost to the Broncos. Junior say on the Chargers lost to the 49ers. That's right. right. The That's Steve right. Young 49ers. All right. Uh, so hopefully we're Orange more and accurate. True and on. <laughs> Orange and true and on. Orange and true and on. You guys, what are your score predictions for this week's game? Chief, we're going to win? Not uh, score. I don't actually care what the score is. What, what do you think? Yeah, you think uh, we're going to win? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely W this week. Ryan? Uh, yeah, they're going to cover. I think we're going to win, uh, too. That's cover. three. Okay. That's in, three in, all in, three hosts. Just as important, uh, the Braves will be in first place next time you hear from us. All right. Well, that's it for us. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mets lost 8-2 to, to the Pirates. Braves are up 9-5 to the A's. Hopefully the bullpen holds on. That's enough Mets talk. 9-5. to five the, the game did only start about an hour ago. And I'd like you to never mention the Pittsburgh Pirates again on this podcast. Hey, they have great uniforms, Crow. They have great uniforms. They have a great ballpark. Can we plug some Dolly on the uh, 9 to 5 score here? You guys, I uh, love you. Hope you have a warrior weekend. Uh, Keep on counting. Are we keep?